0: What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. (gasps) Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 10, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode, The Torment of Tantalus. Ooh! I know he gets so tormented. Uh, you can find us on Google play podcasts and Spotify podcasts. And just before we started recording, Zach and I went on to Apple podcasts, Apple podcasts and fussed with that. And you can find us, but you got to kind of dig a little, um, but uh, go find us, rate us, review us and give us all the best ratings and then tell all your friends to do the exact same thing. Uh, we're asking you to do this every single week because we are a pyramid scheme. And that's how pyramid schemes work. And that's that. So you should do that because then you're going to be helping with the pyramids. Hey, Zach, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Oh, are you? I was just waiting for you to stop blathering. I uh, you know help myself. That's okay. So if you want to get a hold of us. (laughs) You can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. That's W-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E at G-ma- gmail.com. Gmail! Gmail! Me- 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 <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at StargateWalking. Walking. Yes. Uh, so that's a brand new thing. Uh, we talked about it on our last episode, episode nine. Hey, Brent, this is episode ten.
0: Yay! 10 Episode 10. Episodes. We got to 10. Wow, I'm so excited. I, when we started this project so long ago, the concept of 10 episodes was just a whisper in I don't know. I, wow, Brent. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Uh, be, you,
1: yeah, okay, ten so, episodes yeah, ten episodes, so you can uh follow us on Twitter, uh mm-hmm. talk to us and uh, communicate with us and and uh tell us what you think about these episodes as we go on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned in the previous episode, I am working on something for Facebook, but uh, life gets in the way, so that's still uh not yet here, totally but uh, fine. it will totally happen. Fine. Sometime.
0: Facebook uh, is so overrated. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Although, well,
1: you know, Hey, it's if a you good think platform. that I'm
0: completely moronic with my Facebook hate, uh, you can uh, send me a direct message on the Twitter machine.
1: Yeah. Or email us at walking gmail.com. All right. So Brent, uh-huh. of Tantalus. Yes. Uh, this was directed by Jonathan Glasner. Uh, Jonathan Glasner is one of the creators of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. This is his first directoring uh, directorial show of uh, Stargate. Uh-huh. Uh, he's only he only directed two shows. Uh, both of them, I think are in the first season. Uh, and I actually looked up his uh, his IMDb IMDB page and uh, while he does have a smattering of director credits, most of his credits, are writing credits. Mm-hmm. And so he's got uh, something on the order of 15 or 16 writing credits uh, for uh, Stargate SG-1. Although I think some of those are actually from like excerpt episodes and whatnot. So gotcha. uh, he's got... He's credited with those, obviously, but uh, he's not the primary writer of those. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. got a lot of writing for it. Um, he's on the show for about three years, and then he moves off and does other things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um It's a bit Uh, of a bummer. A little bit of a spoiler towards the end for me, as far as what I'm going to give this for a rating. But I liked, I liked this one. There was a lot to it that was pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. So disappointed to hear that it's not. He's not going to be doing more uh, behind the camera. But
1: anyway. uh, But uh, you know. um, So there you have it. The writer, however, Uh is somebody you will have will recognize. This is Robert C. Cooper. This is his Mm -hmm. second of four writing credits this season. The first one was oh, First my. Commandment, right? You remember that? Oh, That's uh, yeah, uh we, we thought sure that is. was not so good, and then we started talking about it, and we discovered that it was actually yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, even Robert needs a little bit of time to uh, you know, germinate and, and, and figure <laughs> things out. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. he didn't have quite the the scale that Catherine had to worry about. Um, no, but uh, no, uh no. you know, so we'll Nothing see. Is uh, as Robert is
0: the Catherine power scale. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll see a lot of Robert Cooper uh, as the show progresses. Uh, I think eventually does become an executive producer. Uh, mm-hmm. cool. So uh, this episode was originally aired on uh, October 3rd, 1997. Mm -hmm. Um, number one in the charts in the UK, it was still candle in the wind by Elton John, still, uh, but, uh, Mariah Carey has been kicked out of the number one spot this week. And this week it's now four
0: seasons of loneliness by boys to men. Uh, I'm going to have to look that song up. I know I will recognize it as soon as I hear it. Yeah. I can't think of it right now
1: yeah well you know as i was typing this last night uh, i was thinking oh i should look let's look up that song and listen to it because i was in the same boat you were and you know yeah. what didn't happen i did. you didn't look it up <laughs> look that's it up okay it. it's all right uh, so at the box office, the, the box office for this weekend, number one is Kiss the Girls, number two, yeah. Soul Food, number three, The Peacemaker, uh-huh. number four, In and Out, and number yeah. five, The Edge.
0: You know, when we're going through these box office things, I am realizing that I, for as much as I say that I love cinema, I mean, it's hard to call these things cinema, but, you know, like, I am not remembering these movies. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I am in the exact same
1: boat you are. But Uh, there is somebody out there who watches these movies and loves these movies and finds these movies to be the absolute best art on the planet, and we're letting him know about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway.
1: So, moving on. (laughs) Uh, On October 3rd, 1997, Japan's maglev train breaks the world speed record at 280.3 miles per hour. That is fast. Um, That That is is ridiculously fast. fast. Um, That is
0: a fast train.
1: Yes. Awesome. Uh, So, like, back in uh, the early 2000s, I actually lived in Japan and uh, uh, lived in Yokohama, uh, which uh, we never actually ended up riding the bullet train there, but we had several students at the school that we taught at who did have to take the bullet train for upwards of two hours to get to school. Every day, so really? imagine two hours at 280 miles per hour.
0: That's like they live in like they live in like uh, Philadelphia, and they go to school in like Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: No, yeah, maybe not that yeah. far, but well, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Now we were really lucky in the school that we worked at it was a very prestigious uh, girl school, um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, that's kind of neat. Uh, on the yeah. next day, on October four. Uh, The United States had its second largest cash robbery in history. In Charlotte, North Carolina, speaking of Charlotte. uh, No kidding. I I was
0: not looking down the notes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Anyway. The the Charlotte, North Carolina office of Loomis Fargo and Company uh, was robbed with uh, $17.3 million in cash taken so in cash yeah so that's no you know, cash yeah don't don't hold your 17 million dollars in cash in one spot that's no. the moral of the story um but How so what's a little bit did they tr- I, mean, I gotta look this one up all right so while brent looks this up uh, I mean, Okay, yes <laughs> i will Okay. Going to go to the Wikipedia machine. He's going to the Wikipedia machine. (laughs) Uh, So this episode is called The Torment of Tantalus, and uh, this title refers to the Greek myth of Tantalus. Uh, We actually briefly talked about Tantalus a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Pelops, and now I don't remember exactly the relationship between Tantalus and Pelops, but Tantalus is a figure from Hmm. Greek mythology who was uh, rich but a wicked king. Uh, and uh, eventually he got sent to uh, the underworld, and Zeus punished him. Uh, and so he was sitting in this pool of water, and every time he uh, bent down to drink some of that water, the water would recede, so he couldn't get a drink. And there was also some food up above his head, and every time he would reach up onto that tree to grab some fruit, the the fruit tree limbs would uh, uh, recede, recede out of his uh, space, and, and so he wouldn't be able to eat that stuff. So he was constantly tormented by all of this wonderful food and, and good drink, and he was thirsty and hungry, and he can never quite reach what he was looking for. Uh, Tantalus is also where we get the word
0: tantalize in English. So, uh, so Zach. So, Brent. I looked up Tantalus. You, um, Tantalus uh, has a few children. Um no, sorry, I'm just reading it, but uh, uh, Tantalus' son is Pelops. Okay. Oh, man, that's it? That's, that's all you're giving me is just, okay, oh, oh, I'm looking it up going, I'm looking it up <laughs> going like, oh, my, this is fantastic. <laughs> Zach is going to be so... In- oh, wait, let, let me try again. Let me try again. right, fine. So, Zach. Yes, Brent? I just looked up Tantalus, and uh, yes. guess who his son is? Who's his son? Pelops.
1: Holy Pelops! Yes. Is his son? Yes. Wow! Can now, you everything believe that? Amazingly, I, I it's can't believe like, how it all fits.
0: It is it, that it, it just re- yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You're very kind to me, Zach. You're very kind. Well, you know, <laughs> it's easier to be kind than to pay you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, that's
0: that's true. It's true. All right, it is. Right. All right,
1: all right. So now, with all of that, uh, shall we continue? Yes, we should. All right. So uh, let's uh, go through our synopsis of the Torment of Tantalus. This is once mm-hmm. again from the Stargate Command wiki, which I have edited, uh, not insignificantly, because <laughs> again, I no. think their writing is terrible. You it know, is a
0: wiki. Did though. I mention that you probably? I don't know. I was about what? to say that you should like repost these things back to um, back to the Stargate Command Wiki, but on the other hand, it's like, nah. This is yeah, good stuff. No,
1: it. this is, the, uh, this is my stuff. I don't want to keep yeah, it like that. That's, right. used- that's right. All right. So in 1995, a group of scientists are busy nope. working on.
0: What? Not not. No, not 19- <laughs> 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 oh, not 19. All right. Take
1: two. Take and. Two. Action. In 1945, a group of scientists are busy working on the Stargate, trying to get it to work, manually turning the inner ring and and locking each chevron into place. Back in 1997, Dr. Daniel Jackson is sitting in the briefing room and raptured by the footage from 1945 of the scientists trying to get the ring to work. O'Neill wanders in telling Daniel they have two days of medical tests to go through. Wow, that'd be fun, let me tell you. Don't be kidding. Uh, No wonder Dr. Jackson is busy watching TV. I don't want to get shot in the arm. But both men are stunned when they discover that the scientists actually managed to get the gate working. And they're even more shocked when a man steps through the gate. The wormhole soon collapses, apparently trapping him on whatever planet he was transported to. Jack whispers, holy cow, in disbelief, while Daniel just stares wide-eyed at the TV. Later, Daniel visits Catherine Langford, the woman who recruited Dr. Jackson to the Stargate program before the Abydos mission. Her father found the Stargate back in 1928, and he was the man in charge of the program when it was activated back in 1945. Watching the footage herself, she recognizes the man who went through the gate. He was Dr. Ernest Littlefield. He was her fiancé. Her father had told her that Littlefield died during an explosion in the lab. She never knew that the gate was activated. Learning his true fate shocks her. Dr. Jackson brings her back to Stargate Command, uh, where Major General George Hammond begins to berate Daniel for breaking protocol and revealing classified information to a civilian. (laughs) But Colonel O'Neill and Captain Carter welcome Dr. Langford back to the program that she used to oversee. In the briefing, Daniel reveals that he was able to extract the chevrons the scientists dialed from the old footage. Carter de- theorizes that wherever this address goes, it must be relatively close to Abydos. Otherwise, Stellar Drift would have prevented them from getting a lock. She goes on to mention that the address is also not on the list found on Abydos. And so this becomes direct proof that the Gua'uld are not the builders of the Stargates. Mm-hmm. Pause there. That doesn't necessarily prove anything. No. It just means that it wasn't on that list. Yes.
0: But, okay. We'll just okay keep moving on. The, the, okay. we're, we're advancing We're advancing a very critical season-wide plot point that the Gua'uld did not make the Stargates. And if you missed that last episode last week, was it last week? I think yeah. it was last week. Yeah, if yes. you missed it last week, well, now you're caught up again. Yes. Carry on.
1: Carry on. Okay, Teal points out that this may mean that there will be technology unknown to the Gua'uld at the address that Dr. Littlefield traveled to. Daniel also points out that they have an obligation to bring back the first man who saw the Stargate for what it was. Hammond agrees that Stargate should uh, that SG-1 should go to the planet and attempt to bring Dr. Littlefield home. Catherine insists on joining the mission. Soon, SG-1 and Catherine are in the embarkation room preparing to depart. She is visibly nervous, but with Jackson and O'Neill flanking her and with the colonel's assurance that it's a piece of cake. They step through the gate. On the other side of the wormhole, they find themselves in what appears to be something of a castle perched dangerously on an outcropping over a stormy sea and under a thunderous sky. Within the castle, they quickly find Dr. Littlefield emaciated, but alive and also quite naked.
0: Well, he had on his, uh, his glasses. Oh, my mistake, Brent. Let me yeah, try again. It, Let me try again. Okay. All right.
1: Within the castle, they find Doctor Littlefield emaciated but alive and almost naked, as he is wearing only his broken glasses. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Everyone is stunned at their first meeting. Catherine and Ernest begin talking to each other. Although the first one is like, "Hi, Ernest. I'm Catherine," and he's like, "Huh," and then he leaves. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I know that was a which, weird. Which, which I love that scene. It was good. But let's, let's uh, take a pin in this one here about how yeah, that was a little yep, peculiar. Yep. But.
1: Uh, they they are cold at first to one another. Uh, Ernest survived his time alone by imagining that she was with him the whole time. As they get used to each other, however, uh, they begin to warm up, and you can see the years have not killed the relationship they once had. Uh, Dr. Jackson also talks with Ernest, convinces Ernest to put on his... Uh, outfit that he was wearing when he first entered in uh, went into the uh went through the stargate uh, what are those things called what are those suits? divers uh, diver yeah, suit yeah thank yeah, you thank suit. you mm-hmm. yep yeah. so he does put that on so that's a it's a plus um i lost my place dr jackson also talks to ernest who keep who has no wait shoot yeah, you're right there. Yeah, yeah I'm right. Enough. And then and then yeah. my screen... See, this is technology at its best here, Jetson right? Jackson
0: also talks to Ernest, who has kept a journal all these years. He takes them to a special room where a central device, when activated, projects a light display into the air.
1: All right. I, I found my spot now. You're back? Thank okay, you. Good. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. The light display <laughs> turns out to be a representation of atoms and basic elements. On the four walls are four types of writing. Both Jackson and Ernest believe this room must have been some kind of meeting place for four great alien races of the past. That is when Jackson realizes that the atoms are a kind of universal language. How do you ensure understanding between four races? You reduce the language to what is common to absolutely everything and everyone. There turn out to be many pages of this book, and Jackson becomes obsessed with copying it all down. After all, this is
0: truly meaning-of-life stuff. Could be. Could or it be. could just be directions to the 7-Eleven. That, that's true.
1: <laughs> but anyway. it could be a really, really important 7-Eleven. It could be the
0: last 7
1: Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. first, the very first Seven
0: Eleven. There's all sorts of possibilities here. All right, and you know maybe it's a Quick Trip. <laughs> Could be, yeah.
1: Could totally. be. Okay. So while Jackson is obsessing, <laughs> Carter discovers that the dial home device is broken, yep. and if they can't get it fixed, they will be stuck on this planet forever. forever. Carter and Teal. C- forever. Sorry. Sorry. Carter and Teal set off to find a solution. Uh, perhaps pieces of the book device Daniel is reading will help. Despite their attempts, they cannot get in to see, in, into it to see. So they continue their work. But while they are working, a large wave hits the cliff, triggering a rock fall that sends the DHD collapsing through the floor, falling into the ocean below. hmm Thinking through their dilemma, Carter works out that if they can direct enough energy from a lightning bolt into the gate, they should be able to save up enough energy to manually dial the gate, much like the scientists back in 1945. Hopefully, the lightning won't end up destroying the gate in the process. In the meantime, the storm is getting worse. The possibility of the whole castle collapsing into the sea is quite real. Fortunately, Teal and Carter are actually successful, and it doesn't blow up. The gates open, but how long it will last is uncertain. Daniel's obsession with the book, however, makes him want to stay, to study it all. The rest can go pick him up after the storm. At the last minute, however, Ernest persuades Daniel to leave. The information held in this book may be the source of understanding the very meaning of existence, but it's not worth it if there is no one to share the endeavor with. Ernest's passionate plea snaps Daniel out of his own obsession. Jackson leaves the book and races back to the gate. They manage to barely escape through the stargate before the wormhole destabilizes and shuts down. Mm -hmm. Later, an attempt is made to open another wormhole to the planet to see if returning is possible. But the attempt fails. The destination gate has been buried. However, Ernest reminds them that their expedition was productive beyond simply rescuing him, because they also brought back his notes, which are being worked on as they speak. Ernest tells Daniel that one day he might meet the ones who wrote the book, and tell him what it means. Mm-hmm. After this, Catherine and Ernest finally share an emotional embrace with Jack and Daniel looking on. Aww. Aww.
0: That is the there torment is. of Tantalus. So, right. Brent, mm-hmm.
1: tell me, what do you
0: think of this uh, episode? Uh, uh, I, I liked this one. I liked it quite a lot. Um, I uh, Almost started to get a little weepy when uh, the old man broke down and started crying when they first got to him. Like, uh, you know, like the actor that was playing uh, Ernest did a great job put packing in 50 years worth of uh, emotion in that first opening scene, notwithstanding the whole harumph moment <laughs> 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 after seeing Catherine. Uh, it- i you know what i i I like that
1: moment i mean here's this man who has literally been alone his for the last fifty odd years yeah and and uh, uh you know his may- way of maintaining sanity is to imagine that she is there with him and, and which- now he recognizes that she's there in the flesh, yeah. but she's also old, yeah. and he's you know probably still has this image of her in her twenties. Right. right. And, yeah. and all of this stuff. And he's just like, uh, huh, I, 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 can't take this. I'm just, just going to go off. And he
0: just he leaves. <laughs> so, so the reason why I was like, I, I was confused was that it, it certainly wasn't evident to me at the time that he had imagined Catherine by his side the entire time. Only later. That's true. It hadn't been revealed yet. That's right. And so I'm like, what the heck is up with this guy? Like (laughs) I thought there was a, and then I was additionally confused because like it crossed my mind that he might've been imagining that Catherine was with him, but it also seemed plausible that some like, alien impersonating Catherine like blue crystal people were uh, you know, had come by. So, I mean, I still wasn't, it took a, it took a bit before I was realizing, okay, I am to assume that he was imagining Catherine with him all this time and that there wasn't some other entity pretending to be Catherine and get, you know, la, 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 Mm, la, 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 That's me overanalyzing. That's what I do. I love that. That's what you do. Uh, By the way, uh, I want to talk. uh, The the guy who played Ernest
1: Littlefield is Keen Curtis. Uh, He was born February 15, 1923 in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Uh, He uh, has over 103 acting credits over the course of... 50-odd uh, years. His first yeah. acting credit, according to IMDb, was back in 1948. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last one was in 1998. This episode came out in 97. So this is yes. one of the last things one that last ones. Uh, he did before he finally retired. Uh, he eventually died in uh, on October 13,
0: 2002.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but you know,
0: uh, I mean, he did a great job. He i really know. do yeah i mean like there was a lot of there was a lot of emotion to pack in there and he did I, boy was it good and then yeah the story itself was pretty fun uh I, you know i i was chuckling a little about how you know of course the place that they go to is uh uh well first side note like the place that they go to uh um littlefield calls it uh heliopolis but uh, yeah, he just he just called it that, right? Because it was the gathering place of knowledge.
1: I think that's what, I, yeah. yeah. I, I would say no... that that's him just naming it because sure. it's that he recognized it over time that it was a place of knowledge, a gathering place yeah. of knowledge, a library yeah. of some sort. And so then he uh, uh,
0: metaphorized that by calling it Heliopolis. Mm-hmm. So then we're left to wonder who created that castle-like thing. And, uh, you know, like what, or I suppose it was like the, the original rate, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm kind of well, realizing, okay, the, the race uh, that, you know, whoever made that meeting place probably was also the same race that made the Stargate because they probably made the meeting place in order to communicate knowledge and, you know, to, to do whatever they needed, they wanted to, needed to do. Right. Um, but it's still an open question, right? We're still, we still, I still don't know who created the Stargates. That's true. Um, yeah. And, uh, so of course the, the, of course, SG one team lands in a place where it's like literally about to collapse into the sea, like truly within, within hours, within hours of their arrival, this thing is going to completely (laughs) fall into the ocean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's,
0: that's a little, uh, um, on the nose, I guess, if you will. Sure. But you know, you know, wouldn't be exciting television if they arrived and it was like, you know, and then 30 years later it crumbled into the sea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um but uh, yeah so we now know
1: that there were four races we don't know who they are although one of them are is is thor's race we know yep. that yep. right um and uh, that uh, these four races came together a long time ago uh more than 10,000 years ago uh at the very least uh-huh. uh to to share knowledge and share culture and, and, civilization and fellowship and all of those types of things. And
0: yep. I uh, tell you, I'm pretty excited to see where this story is going. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see if this all I pans know. out or if this just
1: becomes a pin that gets lost to time and space.
0: But I'm starting to get that, uh, that thing where it's like uh time for me to watch the next episode. Like, as soon as i can anyway yay uh, yay i know victory i know it's start <laughs> it's starting to happen like the whole thing is like oh my i'm starting to actually start to get pretty good all right <laughs> tell me more
1: yay so
0: yeah, i knew yeah. you would like it I, yeah i, I knew, knew it. it it's a good show it is yeah. a good show and okay. I'm looking forward to it and, and also the actors the 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 main cast are also starting to find their voice yeah so like uh jackson um like uh what was it there was a moment yeah, so the synopsis um, I think didn't describe the end scene very correctly. At the last minute, Ernest persuades Daniel to leave. No, no, he didn't. At the last minute, Ernest ple- pleaded with Daniel to leave, and Daniel got real stern-looking, and it clearly looks like he made a choice to stay with the um, with the knowledge book. And it took um, it took O'Neill manhandling him before. Jackson was like, Oh, well, uh, I guess. And then off they went like, okay, there fair was no, enough. there was no moment of Jackson. Actually. I mean, I to, 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 honestly, I think that the episode did a great job showing me something about Jackson's motivation even with Sharae out there somewhere still being a host to a Gould and Gould, uh, and uh, not being herself. And with that motivation here, he is in front of a font of knowledge and he's like, I can't rip myself away. I, I, I have to be here. Um, yeah. Well, that, that was helpful. I thought, I thought that was good. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, not, it was that tantalus. Good, but, yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, who, was Tantalus here, eh? Hmm? Yeah, eh? yeah. Eh? Was it Ernest or was it Daniel? Yeah. Eh?
1: No, it was, well, I, I think eh? there there was an element of Tantalus in Ernest, uh, well, yes. but after fifty years, he kind of figured out that you know he gets he gets a reprieve, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, right. you know. Uh, O'Neill and and Ernest and such are able to uh, pull Jackson away uh, from it at the last minute there
0: Uh, I also liked uh, the um, reintroduction of Catherine mm I like that Mm -hmm. They did a pretty darn good job with that. And the actress that played her did a great job as well. Like it was, it was solid. And I was also noticing things like how it was shot and, you know, like with its, with its um, pacing, like they were the, the, the intercuts that were happening when O'Neill and Catherine were talking about, or no, when Jackson and, and Catherine were talking about the 1945 experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very specifically that one shot where some sa- or where Catherine's dad starts to put some sugar in a tea or whatever, and then it cuts to Catherine's hand putting sugar in the tea. Mm, um, yeah, that was yeah. Just a nice. I mean, it was it was small. That was that was just a very small little thing, a little element. But you know, that yeah. was a nice. That was a nice intercut. Like, there was uh, a lot I, to it. That was just yeah. Nice I also
1: solid. I liked at the very beginning. Right, it opens up in in you know, you got this music that kind of suggests that we're in the past sometime, but we don't know for sure. And you see these guys manually moving the Stargate and whatnot and and then the camera just kind of slowly pulls out, pulls out until it pulls basically through the yeah. television that Jackson is watching into the present. Um, yeah. and I just I thought that was that was a really cool scene. Um Although, every so often, as, as that tension is building up, you see these cut scenes of, of close-ups of, of the Stargate and then wide angles of, of some of the, the scientists and then uh-huh. a large angle of, of, of the Stargate opening and then uh-huh. and then a close-up of the, of the cables that have been cut uh-huh. and all of this stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, okay, this is not how that, ep- that, that nope. reel would have... <laughs>
0: so i was watching the same day i was doing the exact same thing i'm watching this uh, you know i'm 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 marveling at how much time they bothered to uh take after they recorded all this stuff to go ahead and edit the <laughs> results of the uh, and and how they apparently had like at least three cameramen walking around so that they could get the reaction shots and the zoo and the close-ups yep, yep either that or they recreated it for uh for dramatic purposes but no yeah i mean like obviously it was supposed to show us that these things had happened in 45 and it just was right. funny that they were that it was being shown to us in a very cinematic way and
1: yes yeah. uh it, some it,
0: lieutenant doesn't gonna you know
1: it needed to happen that way for the story to move along uh, but after the fact i kind of look at this and while i just kind of fell into the story i also looked yep. at that and i'm like.
0: Really? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I know it was. It was. It was. It was a little bizarre, but yeah, you know. Okay. Oh,
1: I also Can't liked O'Neill's line right about there. Oh, please, the CIA has lost whole countries before. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was laughing at that one too. yeah, there was a couple of good moments you know, and then they're like Tealk being Tealk when uh, naked old man gives him a big hug and he's like, mm, what's going on here? Oh yeah or Carter's reaction like oh my oh oh oh, 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 my. oh. oh my oh my <laughs> <laughs> I, I like
1: I like Tealk's answer to uh, O'Neill's question um, okay, basic survival we have we know what we have what do we need <laughs> And Tealk is like we have the Stargate
0: we need the dial home device. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, jerk. But I also liked how they solved it with 1.21 gigawatts of energy. 1.21 like was, gigawatts. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, are we going to do a little, uh, am I going to see, uh, am going to see Marty come skating in here in just a second? Doc, Doc, we got to get the gate back up. Or else? We're we not going to get back to 1985. 97. <laughs> Whatever. Uh,
1: uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You see, the, you see the time machine float by. Anyway, yeah. yeah no, it was go. fun. It was a good yeah. time. Um,
1: so, um...
0: Oh, I just realized else? something else. What? They kind of gave us a little hint that the tech that the technology is impervious to Old weaponry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I just stumble on a thing? Did I just, like, uh... No, that a I, thing?
1: I, I just... I found that that whole bit just stupid. Okay, if there's a part that, I I mean, so... uh, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that we'll see Guawuld Weaponry um, take out stuff like this later on. Well, Um,
0: not the super knowledge
1: device. But not the super knowledge. But okay, let's think about this for just a minute here. Okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so... Uh, The DHD is broken. We need to fix it. Oh, hey, there's this other device that might have circuitry and parts just like the DHD that we could use. I know. Let's shoot at it to see if we can figure this out. It's like worst case scenario. You blow the whole thing up and then you're really up a crick. I mean, whatever
0: happened to a screwdriver and, you know, pulling a panel off or something? They had no time, Zach. They had to get into that thing now.
1: They had enough time to stretch wire from the roof to the Stargate and clamp it on. And that's another thing. Okay, yeah. interestingly, apparently in standard uh, 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 recon
0: uh, tools comes <laughs> jumper cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you got to be prepared for anything, right? You got to be able to get your uh, little probie do back uh, back operating in a moment's nice. notice. Yeah. The thing that the thing that I was struck by struck by lightning um, was that they had like 300 feet of the cable. <laughs> like, they had enough to go from the roof from the pinnacle. They were able to send their strongest, most ablest person up to the tippy tippy top with a giant copper helmet. And uh, enough wire to get all the way back down to the Stargate. So yeah, yeah, there there are definitely pieces of this episode
1: that don't really make a lot of logical sense. No, but but uh, for me, you know, whereas with with brief candle, I just laughed at all of those inconsistencies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when it came to emancipation and stuff, I just wanted to you know throw rocks. Uh, everything this in here you know i chuckle at these like do they would they really have had that is that you know but i like the story and the story is good enough here oh yeah that that you just kind of chuckle about those things like really but then you you just let it it slide off you roll and you keep going
0: yeah no there was there was definitely enough (laughs) um threadbare plausibility across all the little Like, there's an awful lot to be wincing at. Like, wait a minute. You're going to shoot at the one source of power you think you've got. That one source of power could very well just instantly blow up or disintegrate. Your next best thing is to run 300 feet worth of wiring to the top of the thing, um, you know, in hopes that the lightning strike doesn't, like, zap out the... How did they spin the ring? Manually? Yeah. How did they get the thing to lock? You you actually saw Teal'c in one scene, like,
1: shh shifting it and moving it. Oh, I Uh, realize that. I think, think I'm pretty sure there was a scene of that going on. Oh, probably. Um, Probably. I was probably paying attention to whatever was um, happening in the foreground. You know, um, but uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's how they did did that. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. So um, is there any moral in this? I mean, this is the Torment of Tantalus. You see uh, this meaning of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you've got these four races. Is there anything that we can take from this and, uh, and, uh, you know, use it as, as, uh, valuable, uh, for our
0: lives today? Um, for our lives? Well, That's I don't know. For whatever. Sending a pretty clear message, which is that, um, you can chase all the knowledge you want, but it's the people you love that matter the most. Oh. Hallmark. Oh, I've got I a tear in my eye. And oh. you know, I mean, hey, I'll I'll totally bone up and say that I agree with that sentiment. I think that no, I um think... you know, like that's I'm I'm right there with you. Um but uh I was connected into this episode far more because of its um season arc advancing powers than for its message about how chasing after all the knowledge in the world will not make you happy.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well you know th- this is a a show that does have its moments of uh of clear you know things like this that, that 're kind of snuck in there that 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 uh, but whereas the original Star Trek was definitely designed to bonk bonk you on the head with the moral of the week uh, <laughs> yeah the, the stargate is is really much more about uh the story that it 's telling uh yeah. and about these characters and how they wrestle with things um and the they're doing a pretty good job, I think of, of developing the, the humanity of these characters. Oh yeah. um, And whatnot. So,
0: it's the, these characters are coming to life. It's great. It's a lot of fun and it makes sense. I mean, we're, so this was the 11th episode within the season. So yes. um, I don't know how many we have left in the season. I would imagine another 11 or 12 or 13 something in there. Uh, you know what? If I
1: pull up this file right here, I can look that up. There are a total of 22 episodes in the so season. We're halfway through. Yeah. Okay. So we have, yeah, we are right at the
0: halfway point. Yeah. It of This sense. season. Right? So they're, they're, you got all of the episodes that you had to shoot immediately, kind of out of the way. The ones that were written, <laughs> that were that they basically wrote for something else, and then just put these characters in it um, <laughs> and did their best. And now we're kind of into the groove of what they think their story is going to be, and yep. so it's starting yep. to come together. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: excited to see how how this plays out. I mean, you know, already now we're halfway through the first season, and we've already got some threads that that are promising to be threads that are going to continue throughout the whole show. Uh, you know, the, the Wolves didn't build the Stargate. Well, who did? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, now we've got, uh, the Asgard, the, the Thor's race, right? Who, who have some sort of alien power and whatnot, uh, that seems to be superior, but who are they? We don't know yet that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of this, these questions and then,
0: and, uh, Hey, what can I say? It's, tantalizing oh I see what you did there
1: Ah! I see what you did there (laughs) all right so Brent yeah uh, anything else no
0: I think uh, that covers it at least my thoughts on the matter
1: so uh, time for the chevrons
0: chevrons there are seven chevrons
1: on the stargate happy to see radar in this episode oh yeah radar does appear in this episode eventually you'll learn his real name but I ain't gonna tell you yet
0: not even when I do learn it, I'm just gonna keep calling him radar. You're just gonna
1: keep calling him radar. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So radar's in this episode, and he's like Chevron Six, locked. Woo Chevron uh, uh, Seven will not engage. Will not so, engage. but, Aww. but our chevrons are not sub subject to his whim. No. So out of seven chevrons, Brent. Yeah. How many would you give The Torment of Tantalus? The Torment of Tantalus.
0: Tantalus, The the, the tantalizing answer that I'm going to give you. This story does a great job laying some some brickwork for uh, what I hope to be a good, uh, awesome story. Overarching story across the season. Maybe even the seasons, plural. Um, Great acting. Really great acting. Well shot. Interesting. Neato story. Um, laughable plot holes, but you know what? I'll let them slide. So this one is getting a five. Five out of sh- five out of seven chevrons. Five out of seven chevrons. I got. I'm gonna do five out of seven. Five, five five cheveng, five cheveng.
1: Okay, so, so okay, so here I am. I'm five. looking at five chevrons from Brent. I'm yeah. looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, what's the right answer to this question? Huh. Uh, and I have to look back in time. And I'm, I gave I gave Thor's hammer six chevrons. You gave it six se- chevrons. I gave the yeah. Knox five and a half chevrons. Uh, those are the, the top episodes of this. Uh, uh-huh. um, uh, I gave broke a divide five. How did I do uh-huh. that? Okay. Because, because we talked about it and I don't know, made it better. I don't know. Just made it better. All right, that's right. That's right. Okay. So, um, <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm looking at this one here and, uh, uh, wow. You know, I'm terribly inconsistent with my ratings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you're looking at it through the eyes of nostalgia. That's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: Uh, okay, so The Torment of Tantalus. How would I rate this? I think that... Let's see here. Is this episode better than Thor's hammer last week? Uh, no, it is not better than Thor's hammer. Uh, is it uh, So it can't be a 6 It's got to be less than a 6 Is this episode uh, better than Enemy Within Or better than Broken Divide Definitely It's definitely better than both of those I gave a 5 to those I gave the Nox a 5.5 I'm going to give this a 5.5 Nice There it is Well I, done, Torment had, of Tantalus Torment of Tantalus Okay That's Cool Cool So, Brent, uh, as Mm -hmm. we continue on into the second half of season one, we begin that second half of season one with the episode
0: Bloodlines. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is Bloodlines about? I can tell you what Bloodlines is about. Please do. Bloodlines. The SG-1 team is now, without a mechanized pack mule having disassembled it in the previous episode... What are they going to do in order to transport their material from one location to another? In search of an excellent transportation option, they decide to explore a strange world that can only be described as equine. They go through the gate and they land and they see in front of them herds of glorious pack mules. And as they suddenly approach one, it, it speaks and says who are you and why do you come here? Because everything in the Stargate universe speaks in English, including the mules. <laughs> <laughs> they soon discover that these animals represent the origin of all modern race horses. The bloodlines run deep. Stargate SG-1, where pack mules come to bear Packages. <laughs> How'd I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh Is it, am I close? <laughs> yep. Oh I am? Okay. Oh, you are so so, so close.
1: Uh, so something l- l- something all right so <laughs> let's watch the promo for the episode bloodlines are you ready Alright,
0: i am ready all right and we hit go let's go worlds away the enemy is closing in on teal's only child i will not allow my son to become a slave but to rescue him from the enemy it's suicide my friend O'Neal must declare war on an entire planet oh no yeah decide to go out and lift the television the casualties are mounting. You have condemned your son to death. Forgive me, my son. Forgive me. On the next Stargate SG-1. Okay, all right. So we're going to go to the planet of the Jaffa.
1: Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So that is... Bloodlines. Okay. And if you want to know what Brent actually thinks of Bloodlines, you will have to subscribe, which you already Uh are probably. So continue to listen. Yes. Tell your friends to subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Next week we will talk about Bloodlines. Mm Hmm. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. This looks like a good one. Time will tell. That's right. Time will tell. All right. So, uh, any last
0: comments, Brent? I think that's. uh, I think we're good. This was a great one.
1: All right. So, uh, tell us what you think of the Torment of Tantalus. Uh, You can do that on Twitter by following us and uh, messaging us. uh, I don't know what are the right words for that. uh, For at Stargate Walking. Uh, So whatever it is that you do with Twitter to make it work, uh, just uh, go to Stargate Walking uh, at Stargate Walking, and then you make that stuff work, and you let us know what you think.
0: (laughs) I don't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you take your uh, you take your tweet bots and you uh, put the little tweet message inside a little grinder and you just grind it on up and then wait oh, wait are you grinding
1: bits. those little birds?
0: No no you're grinding. Oh the that's tweets, awful man. Brent come on. No the beaks. that's just mean. Yeah well Uh-oh. that's what Twitter's okay. all about it's mean. Well, that's true. Facebook's <laughs> about
1: the same. So, uh, but uh, uh, hey, you know what? Brent's doing way better than I am because we actually have the Twitter. Uh, uh, well, Facebook's coming. Didn't, it didn't take very much, but
0: anyway. All right, cool. Uh,
1: okay, or you could email us at walkingthroughstargate <laughs> yeah. at gmail dot com. It's W A L K I N G T H R O U H D A try again. W. you know what it is walking through the stargate at gmail.com email us -hmm. with your thoughts Uh, let us know what you think about the torment of tantalus yeah and until next time i'm zach i'm brent and this has been walking through the stargate see you next time bye
0: see ya dial it up get these people home